Hello everybody and thank you for listening to Sober Diaries hosted by me, Angus Reynolds. As an ex-drug dealer, former cocaine addict and current sober bar manager, I've seen firsthand the effects of the UK's drink and drug culture. And with this podcast, I hope to educate and inform my listeners by interviewing people on their experiences with drugs and alcohol and dissecting some of the broader issues surrounding the culture. My guest this week is 25 years old. She's a yoga teacher uh, and a travel consultant. Um, You should definitely follow her Instagram. She's very inspirational with her cooking, drawing and yoga. And um, this is my own personal opinion, but she's got great taste in music. (laughs) (laughs) 10 weeks sober. So let's talk sobriety with Bex. Bex, are you there? Yeah, I'm not too bad, Angus. It's good to have a chat. I'm, I'm really I know. To it. I was actually really pleasantly surprised when you told me um, you stopped drinking. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to quickly ask before we start, what's your favourite non-alcoholic drink? My favourite non-alcoholic drink is water, of course. It Classic. is the elixir of life. I don't care how bland people think it is. <laughs> I, since I stopped drinking, literally only drink one cup of coffee in the morning and then I just drink water all day and... That's I love all, water. That's all I need. It's great. It's so it's good. It's so underrated. It just makes you feel better. It's so underrated. Especially you can mix it up a little bit of cucumber in. Ooh. Parents like to put a bit of lime in, but I'm not a fan of that. So um, you're a connoisseur. You're a water connoisseur. Water connoisseur. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Bex, we're going to jump straight in. Um, you are 10 weeks sober, but what was life like for you when you were drinking? Ooh. It was quite a whirlwind. Um, I felt quite unbalanced, to be honest. I did a lot. I mean, obviously, you've mentioned I was a yoga teacher. So um, I had kind of a life which was yoga and well-being and being healthy. And then I would go to the pub after doing teaching yoga and and preaching, looking after your body and your mind um, and end up having a few too many. Um, And that was that was always kind of the way I was never very good at just having one. Um, so as soon as I was like, oh yeah, let's just go meet at the pub and have a drink. And it was the same when I go to London at the weekends and, um, just end up kind of having a blur of a weekend where I was pretty much drinking the whole time, wake up on Monday morning tired and generally quite emotional. So I think that (sighs) it took it out of me. I didn't realize it didn't, I mean, it's only on reflection. I look back on it and go, wow, I was you know, I was drinking a lot. I probably didn't think that I drank a lot. I never thought of myself as a big drinker. Um, but the more I think about it, the more I realise that it's just such a part of society that you just drink. And it's kind of burning the candle at both ends for me. Um, yeah. I have a busy life. And, and when I was drinking, it, it stopped me being able to do a lot of things that so I could have, have done. Have you found yourself with a lot more time now you've stopped drinking? Well, I'm in quarantine, so I guess we've all got a lot more time on our hands. But yeah, I think I, I've thought about it, and I think the time that I would have spent drinking, um, say I was kind of going to the pub now or um, seeing friends now and having a drink, which we're kind of slightly more able to do, I think that, the, that in the evenings is often my most creative time. It's where I'll sit down and I'll 
um, get my kind of sketchbook out or do some stuff from photo on Photoshop. And um, yeah. if I was out drinking, I obviously wouldn't be doing that. And same in the mornings, like getting up and doing exercise um, before work or, or whatever. If I had gone to the pub the night before, because I often drank on work nights, um, I've always been quite good at working on a hangover. Um, so Shut I, up. yeah, I know, wild. <laughs> <laughs> no parents. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was it was uh, kind of one of those things, and I'd be like, oh yeah, I'll go to the gym tomorrow morning, and then I just didn't go go because I was like, oh, yeah. I need that extra half an hour in bed because you yeah, obviously yeah. don't sleep so well. So it's um, it it's. I've definitely got far more time um, and I am enjoying my time so much more because I can okay. appreciate it. I haven't got a little... So... Yeah. Go on. No, I go ahead. Go wild. Okay, I'll go ahead. So um, I think you're the first guest that we've had on who you, you chose to go sober not through addiction issues. Mm. Most of our other guests, uh, myself included, kind of are sober obviously through choice but not through a kind of a conscious decision that we just wanted to stop I had to stop drinking because it was my trigger to my cocaine use um we've had a lot of uh, you know I've I've got other guests coming on and and who have been on um alcoholics and, and and drug misusers um but you are the first who just decided to say no so what made you stop drinking I wanted to feel good I think um it, it was an awareness of what made me feel not good um which I've we kind of just already discussed that that um waking up in the morning and just feeling a bit rubbish and a bit woolly around the edges all the time but I think mm. the more that I do yoga and the more that I'm kind of tapping into the wellness and well-being and eat what everything that I eat um, is about making my body feel better and perform better and I was like wait why am I drinking um, and having big benders and kind of not sleeping <laughs> and things like that which obviously is g- completely goes against everything that I'm trying to promote in other parts of my life so yeah, um, yeah I think that, that the, the biggest part for me the reason why I decided not to was just to feel better I wanted to enjoy I wanted my body to also I put on a lot of weight I mean that's a big thing with drinking um I drink beer is my was always my favorite so I kind of yeah (laughs) lager girl um so I'd always go and have like five or six beers and then like I just felt so bloated all the time I didn't feel good in my body I just my skin was got like was wasn't great because you end up like not taking makeup off properly you know there's little things you don't necessarily (laughs) think about when you're drinking yeah and I mean it's not obviously all about like how you look but it's how you feel and how you look it all ties in together and um I just I think also I'm I'm quite an inquisitive person and I, I think about things a lot and philosophically I was like why do we drink and I started kind of questioning it and going, what, like, what, do, do people actually ever feel good for drinking? Like, who wakes up the next day and was like, I feel really good? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. you might have had a fun time. Like, I'm not saying there's no, there's no positives to drinking. Obviously, it's fun. But actually, most people, if not everyone that, I've spoke, like, that I speak to about it, is like, yeah, like, you know, you get beer fear. You wake up the next day wondering what you did. Did you say mm. anything stupid? Did you do something stupid? Especially if it was someone who blacks out. And... I, I'm like, why do we, why do we do this? Why is society 
like created this thing that we think it's cool to or fun to be that drunk all uh, like all the time and I kind of just wanted to take that away this is a principle in yoga it's called tapas and it's about removing things from your life and seeing how it affects you so I guess it's kind of that for me wicked tapas tapas like the food like the food wicked (laughs) so what tools or techniques did you use if any or did you just go right I'm not going to do this anymore I'm I'm quite a strong-minded individual, and I haven't got an addictive personality. <laughs> Say that again, babe. <laughs> yeah, you know me. Um, <laughs> I'm fairly strong-minded, and I'm I don't have an addictive personality just because I I I get bored of stuff. Like I get bored of myself having habits. So yeah. when I find myself formulating a habit, I'm like, oh, that's boring. Like I'm doing this too much. So then I change it up naturally. So I guess. Um, for me, it was it was quite a. I was like, okay, well, like I haven't. I it wasn't actually particularly purposeful at first. I just hadn't drunk for a week. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I haven't had a drink for a week. Maybe I'll, you know, not drink for a bit longer. And Did so you I notice a difference in that week then? Um, yeah, I think I did. I think. I, I had a real realization because I'd had a drink and I was like, oh, I didn't really like that. And then I was like, oh, okay. Um. And so I sort of just had a natural, okay, I didn't really want to have a drink this time when I was at the pub. And then I, it just carried on. It was the same when I quit smoking. I just sort of stopped because I just didn't want to do it anymore. And yeah. um, I know it's not that easy for some people, but I literally had, I had tonsillitis and I forgot to smoke. And then I was like, oh, I've not had a cigarette for a week. Uh, and I just didn't have one. And I'd smoked for seven years. So, you know, like it's, it. I, I kind of, was that but I I would say for me if there was a technique it would be just not buying it not having it in the house not pick like stocking up and going oh well I might not have a drink tonight but I'll have that there for later I just made sure like my mum was like do you want me to get some beers when she did the shop and I was like no just don't buy them because then I'll be tempted yeah um and I think that is that's obviously a big thing but you've got to be able to hold yourself back from buying it in the first place it's part of the yeah um, I guess kind of part of that is so I'm I'm the opposite to you. <laughs> um, very addictive personality, and I'm kind of very much all or nothing though. So it's so I did the same thing when I stopped smoking. I just stopped. Mm. Um, but for me, I think one of the biggest things that helped me was rather than just not having alcohol in the house, it was having alternatives. So you know, non-alcoholic beers, for instance, which are a godsend like good non-alcoholic yeah. beers because there's always a moment where you want you just sit you want to you want to sit down and have a beer whether yeah. or not that's alcohol or not you just want a bit you know as a beer drinker you want to go right that was a long hard day I've been out I've been chopping wood or something all day because I'm, I'm that kind of guy just chopping wood um, <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I mean and and then you want to sit down and put your feet up and have a beer and so to have yeah. a really good alternative that you can drink and it really you know it hits the same spot but it's not alcohol. That was, uh, I think, a really big, big thing for me. Yeah, um, I think. I mean, I definitely think that non-alcoholic beers and gins as well. Like, I do. My my mum doesn't really like drinking too much. She just has like a glass of wine a night, but um, she doesn't enjoy being drunk at all. So neither she's yeah. not a big drinker. My dad doesn't drink, which is really helpful because I'm living with them at the moment. And um, we've got a non-alcoholic gin in the house, which occasionally, like on a Friday night, I'll have a non-alcoholic gin and tonic, and it's 
really nice to have that routine still and feel like you're kind of having that feeling but I also again with yeah. my kind of inquisitive personality I'm like why is it that we feel like oh it's been a heavy day like I need to have a drink now like what is yeah. that conditioning and I think that's something that socially is really interesting that it's like you know why do we need something more to add to us like can't we be whole without alcohol or without coffee you know like we're like i need yeah. that coffee but actually you don't need it you're good enough on your own we're all fantastic people yeah. we can do it without it so it's an interesting conditioning that's kind of how i see it that we need this something to give make us more it is um, crazy and as that's, well yeah yeah it it's, it's it's like good things happen let's have a drink let's celebrate bad things mm. happen let's have a drink let's drown our sorrows yeah Not, pal, nothing's, but... nothing's happening we're bored let's have a drink like, exactly it's um, yeah. it's crazy like like we it's every everything it's like oh i'm seeing a friend of course i'll have a drink like yeah, yeah like you say let's celebrate with a drink let's commiserate with a drink and like it's tied into every aspect of like living your life and that makes it so hard to escape from um yeah. i know we'll talk a bit more about this later but it's um yeah. It's, it's yeah. So what's life like now then? I know it's I know you it's been kind of a bit of a weird one for you because you stopped drinking in during lockdown. Mm. So you don't really know what life's like. No. <laughs> but, no. But let's say kind of physically mentally the way you wake up in the morning is what what's what are the what are the things that you can tell the difference? I feel lighter, I feel sharper, I sleep better, I'm more productive. Um I just generally feel good. Um, like I kind of said earlier, when I, I noticed just before I stopped drinking that I had a drink, and then I, I it was like after work, and I had one beer, and I came home, and I just had that, oh, I could just feel it on my stomach, and I was like, I don't feel nice. Mm. Um, and I think that life now is, it's just clearer. Like if I think about, being hungover or being drunk you're kind of living in a semi-conscious state whether you're drunk or you're hungover even if you're just a little bit hungover you're not fully present so you can't appreciate things in the same way you're like oh the sun it blinds my eyes or like the birds (laughs) are annoying in the morning you know like (laughs) whereas when you're sober it's like oh it's such a beautiful day like uh I, I really want to go out and go for a run or go for a walk and enjoy it all. Like it really, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm basically becoming so at one with nature and that is semi down <laughs> to the fact that I'm in lockdown in the countryside and semi down to the fact that I'm just so appreciative of being aware of how beautiful the world we're in is. Um, and so you're, you're noticing the smaller things. Yeah, I'm noticing the smaller things And appreciating things them. Sure. Mm, absolutely. And beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So last question about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, just you know, anyone who's who's listening who might be kind of relating to your story, what what advice would you give? So for me, I really don't do well with like dogmatic approaches to uh things like this and being like you can't ever have a drink again Bex like you're not allowed because as soon as I go into that state of mind it becomes like oh well I'm I can't I'm not allowed to do it therefore I want to and I've I've noticed that in my head that I need to frame it as I don't want it right now it's not that I can't I could Mm. go and have a drink if I wanted to but I don't want to and it's it's noticing that choice 
And I would say, like, in ter- well, for me and in terms of people I've spoken to and the way of framing it, they've been like, oh, that's really interesting, actually. Because they're like, oh, well, I don't want to stop drinking forever. And it was the same when I went vegetarian and people were like, oh, how did you, how did you manage going vegetarian? I was like, well, I just said I was going to do it for a month and see how I felt. And then it was a year and now it's five years. So, like, well, I, I think, yeah. I, and, and I have eaten meat twice just because I felt like it. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, really, yeah. really, actually, when I was hungover, and I just really wanted some chicken. <laughs> um, so I guess you, that that doesn't help. Um, but yeah, I uh, I just think that there's something about going. No, this is a choice I'm making for me, and I'm not saying I can never have a drink again, and I'm not saying yeah. to you that I'm never going to have a drink again. But I will definitely drink far far less far less often and if I do drink I will do it in a very different way rather than it just being habitually doing it because oh I've had a stressful day but making it in yeah Yeah, I mean like it's a you know we drink also because it is tasty and it's nice and if there's a good alcohol-free alternative great and if there's not and you want to you know have a glass of wine and it tastes nice do it but like for me I'm quite all or nothing like you and I think that I used to just have a glass of wine and then I couldn't stop and then I would be drunk and then I would regret it whereas I think if I was to drink again and right now I don't feel the urge but if I was then I would be doing much much more sporadically and mindfully yeah so I think that's it for me not swearing it off not saying you could you're never going to do something again but just you know for now the time is not right yeah, I mean, we've all said that, haven't we? I'm never going to drink again. <laughs> yeah. hung over. Yeah. And it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. And you've got to know yourself. And, and I think small steps. Yeah. If anyone's looking kind of less from uh, an addiction point of view, which I know that there's a lot of people struggling with, but more from kind of coming from where I'm at, which is just actually, you know what, it, it just yeah. doesn't necessarily suit me. And noticing that just kind of try a bit of tapas (laughs) take it out see how it suits you stuff like dry january is great for that i think those sorts of incentives are amazing um get people to just think about their drinking habits cool right well that's we're going to move on now okay um we're going to move on so this part of the show is a bit more of a general discussion um about some aspect of the UK's drinking culture. So each week we're going to bring up a new discussion topic. Um this week is should we treat alcohol like cigarettes? And what I mean by that is at the moment cigarettes in the UK they have to come in unbranded packaging. They're all plain uh, all the same color. It's illegal to market or advertise cigarettes. Um, they are hidden from view in shops. The minimum packet size has been raised from 10 to 20 or from 12 and a half grams to 30 grams of tobacco. It's all designed at reducing consumption. Um, and if you compare that to alcohol, <laughs> where <laughs> alcohol is big and bright and everywhere, it's in every advert, every advert, it's a bunch of sexy people on the beach having a nice drink. Um, but then if you look at the, the actual stats behind um if you can kind of compare alcohol and, and cigarettes so two uh, 24% of the uk regularly drink compared to 15% of the population smoke half a million people were admitted to hospital uh, in 2017 due to smoking um 
and 1.26 million people were admitted to hospital in 2017 due to drinking which was 7.5 percent of all the hospital admissions so what do you think we should do do you think are you for or against or somewhere in the middle i am (laughs) actually quite for this idea i think that we shouldn't i don't think that alcohol should be advertised and i think that about a lot of things like gambling like betting and gambling as Uh, well i think like definitely i mean that's a whole different thing (laughs) (laughs) i feel quite strongly about i just think that it you know there are people especially young people who glorify get this glorified idea of drinking as you say sexy models drinking on the beach looking fantastic and all the men like you know it's they have there's such it's all you know it it's just it feels backwards it feels like how is this still okay in society yeah. that we're having these sort of these sorts of adverts um and especially for alcohol i mean like there's I'm all for alcohol being legal. I don't think it should be banned. I think that people should have free choice to do what they want to do and drink and smoke what they want to smoke. But I think that at the end of the day, uh, you by advertising it in the way that it's advertised right now, um, you're causing problems, absolutely. And, you know, there's money in alcohol, obviously. Like, there's reasons why it is still legal. Tax on alcohol is... a earns a lot of money for the government um but i think the question for me is how you would change the kind of branding things like that so as with cigarettes you know they're trying to lower consumption um they've you could obviously take off the kind of the the actual branding but in terms of selling amounts i would be hesitant to say like oh well you then you can only buy vodka and five litre bottles or like yeah. <laughs> you can only buy 40 beers at a time because I don't it think might that send put, the wrong message yeah. yeah I don't think it's going to put people off um because yeah. you know people will just buy four beers but what it would one. do like, but what we can know what something like that would do because I remember chipping in or you know me and six mates were chipping 50p each and buy a, a 10 deck of cigarettes um mm. when we were 15 um what kind of raising the minimum purchase would do would be that it would put it out of reach of some people so you couldn't you wouldn't be able to walk into a shop and buy one beer and walk away yeah if you you, so you know like tesco's and and um you you know the biggest supermarkets they don't sell single cans they sell six packs only so you can't or they sell the kind of the double-sized bottles but yeah, yeah. you can't walk into a Tesco's and buy a can of beer and walk away. You have to do that in a corner shop. But let's say we put all the corner shops to a minimum of 12 beers. It means you're only going to buy to take home rather than buy to walk down the street or buy to, um, you, you know, just to kind of sit at. Like, you, you're going to have to plan it and do it like a weekly shop, which I think takes away some of the sporadic let's get some beers on the way like, and, and do nothing with it. Do you know what I mean? It, it takes away that yeah, kind of... Yeah, yeah. So I'm... I still don't know where I am in this whole argument, but I'm just, I'm kind of arguing... Yeah, I think as as with as with smoking, you're going to have the people who are still going to buy the 50-gram pouch because they're heavy smokers. Of course. want to smoke yeah. that much. And I guess that's the same with drinking, but it's it's stopping. I mean, I think, for example, they've, they've banned menthol filters, I think. Yeah. Um, or they were going to do it ages ago, and now they actually are doing it. Um, 
because it makes cigarettes taste nicer. And I think stuff like Alcopops, like WKD and Smirnoff Ice that everyone starts drinking when they're about 14, yeah, get rid of it. Like, that should... Like, why? Why? Exist, yeah. yeah, why are we selling alcohol which tastes like juice, yeah. which is basically made for kids? Like, that's... It's... it's Even the fact it's called an al- Alcopop, like, it's yeah. like a little ice pop, you know? Like, it's got, it's got like, childy language attached to it. It's... Yeah. It, it really doesn't need to be there and I think that I mean then you're like well you're taking away from people who want want to have a drink but don't want to necessarily taste the alcohol it's like then don't drink alcohol I don't know it it winds me up makes no sense yeah when they're like well I don't want it to taste like alcohol I just want to get drunk and I'm like that's concerning to me and that is again I think I think basically that there's a lot of education and changes in the way that society view alcohol which need to change because yeah. that's what's happened with smoking. Like, it was a much cooler thing, like James Dean and smoking in, like, the kind of early 19th, 20th century. It was yeah. really cool. Like, it was seen as part of that persona. And a lot of people don't think smoking's cool anymore. Like, it, that you know, it's yeah. it, a lot of people... Most people don't, to be Most honest. people don't. No, yeah. most people don't. And alcohol still has that connotation. It's got the peer pressure. It's got the, like, you go to uni yeah. and you have freshers week and it's cool to get really drunk and tell stories about how you, like you know like rugby initiations and all of this kind of stuff and if you go like oh I don't want to have a drink people are like you're boring and it's that that sort of language and that sort of that that's mm. what needs to change and that's what I think is is almost a more important issue to tackle than the the branding even though yeah. I do think the branding plays a part and the advertising plays a part in that I think they're really tied up in each other um the language of of drinking culture basically yeah, it's, it's almost kind of more socially acceptable to get completely fucked up and mm. throw up on yourself than it is to to go to a party and not drink. Yeah, absolutely. I am really lucky that I, I kind of had quite a strong uh, grounding at uni. I, I mean, I have always drunk, but I've never been a big binge drinker. Like, I don't do well with lots of alcohol. Like, it just doesn't suit me. And mm. I don't do shots. I've never done shots. I did a <laughs> shot once or twice when I was about once. 16, 17. Jeez, and yeah. I just was sick straight away. And I was like, oh, that wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't nice. So when I went to uni and everyone was like, there's two things that I just refuse point blank and have always refused to do. And that's shots and downing my drink. I'm like, no, I just don't want to. <laughs> like, I'm just not going to do it. So yeah, I'd yeah. be in the club and this, I, I made, I put my foot down. It was my, in Freshers Week and we like went, went to the, club and obviously I was trying to be cool with my friends but they were like shots it's a tequila shot or whatever it was and I was like no and everyone's like next don't be boring come on it's freshers week and I was like no I would just be sick on myself and if you want to clean me up and take me home then fine but like I'd rather have a fun night yeah yeah, I was like I'd rather just not do it and have a fun night and then they were like (laughs) oh okay and they they got it weird shots are weird why do people do shots they don't taste nice they just get you a bit fucked yeah, but that's the whole point, isn't it? Yeah, Everyone just wants to be a little bit more so fucked. Weird. And that's, again, going back to, like, why do we need to be more anything? Like, why are we not good enough <laughs> as ourselves? And that is the branding. The branding's, like, you're be- like the, the advertising yeah. is, like, you're, you're better, better with alcohol. Yeah. Look how sexy you can be if you <laughs> if you drink loads. Like, yeah. it, it, 
it makes no sense because no one's sexy when they're really drunk. Like, yeah, just, I'd also like to, to make a point that uh, since not drinking, I've got a lot sexier. Mm. <laughs> I've Agreed. Got, I've seen some before about... and after photo shots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lost about three stone in six months. So yeah, I mean, the... even in the ten weeks that I've stopped drinking, I mm. have lost. I mean, I haven't got scales, but I like I it, noticeably I've lost that. Yeah beer weight around just a little bit of podge yeah the beer podge the beer belly Mm. (laughs) um not that I was overweight like I'm I'm quite a slim person but like I I notice it immediately I'm like wow I like I said earlier I feel better I look better um and I I don't see I don't know like when you're sober and you see how drunk people are you're like wow <laughs> like, oh, that is one thing I recommend every single person to do. Even if you're just listening to this and you have no intention of stopping drinking, just go out for one. Just do it for one night. One sober night. Li- leave the house. Go out with your pals to a party or to the pub or something, and try and spend as long as possible sober. Yeah. And you will. I, oh, you won't make the whole night. I I very highly doubt you'll make the whole night because you're just gonna get so frustrated with everyone. Cause, <laughs> Because you'll just you look at your your best mate you've loved for 15 years and go, you're a fucking idiot. What are you, <laughs> what's wrong with you? And then you'll just, yeah, you'll end up home because that's, that's yeah. a safe place. <laughs> well, well, yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> the thing is you can still have fun when you're sober and you're of out. Course. Because you, I agree. I think if, you, if you, you go out and, and you're like, try and look for the, you tr- you know, you just try. Yeah, look, look for the, look for the idiot. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, you absolutely, people are the worst i'm like yeah. why do you talk like that and you're like i'm like do i do that when i'm drunk am exactly. i that gobby exactly. i get quite feisty when i'm drunk <laughs> i get really really mouthy and um yeah i'm i'm kind of i don't like it sometimes i can be quite rude and and yeah. i think i'm being funny but i'm not i'm just being offensive um, yeah i just realized that the way i phrased that was that you can't go out, you can't go out with drunk people when you're sober that's not yeah, true you that's can not true. but i just I, 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 meant, I meant like <laughs> go and try and and just just go just look for all of the the people who are just acting drunk and you'll realize yeah. how much of a tit you look like when you are drunk yeah yeah um, i mean yeah. to be fair i've had some of my most fun nights when i was sober so i did yeah. uh, dry dry uh, dry january <laughs> yeah. um 2 years ago 2 3 years ago and um I went to my friend's birthday, so it was her 21st, and um, she had like a massive party down in in Dorset, and all of my friends were there, and we'd all not seen each other for ages because of uni, Uh, we'd like all left uni, and and so it was a big old reunion, and I was doing dry January, and I was like, ah, I so want to have a drink, everyone's got back together, and like, we got there at midday, and everyone started drinking, and um, I was like, right, I'm going to be... I'm going to, because everyone was like, Bex, like, kind of don't be boring. Like, why are you doing dry January? That kind of mentality that we've discussed. And um, I just decided to make sure that I was on really good form. And I was yeah. like, I'm not going to be miserable because I can't drink. I'm just going to enjoy being with my friends. And I had so much energy. I Because when I drink, I get sleepy as well. So, like, mm. after I've had a few beers, you end up in the corner just like, oh, I'm drunk. Whereas, because I wasn't <laughs> drinking, I was like, oh, I'm having a great time. So I was dancing around, like, literally the, the tearing up the dance floor, having the best time. And um, everyone was like, I can't believe you're not drinking. Like, you are on such good form. And I think it's because you get sloppy when you're drunk and you get tired yeah. and you get sick and you get 
caught up in conversations outside in the smoking area for five hours you know like you just (laughs) don't actually necessarily get to talk to people and like I I go on you go on those nights and I'm like yeah I know I I don't know who I talk to like you know you've seen your friends but you don't know what you did or you can't really remember the conversations where I'm like oh I actually feel like I spent quality time with everyone because I was sober and I remembered it and I also could laugh the next day and be like you were really drunk and like tell people what they did and it was such a joy like it yeah. felt so good to be like <laughs> look what yeah. you did and I was I obviously did it in a in a joke nice way with my friends but like yeah. um it was it was quite nice it was good yeah, to be I, I what you just said there about you know a lot of people like I can't believe you're not drinking so I went to Bali and wasn't drinking mm. but I didn't tell anyone I wasn't drinking until like I actually got to know them yeah so but we'd be out we'd be in a bar we'd be on the beach having a fucking rave up having a like, sick time and then you know you get start getting you start speaking more to people and stuff you go yeah I actually don't drink and they go what you're not drinking now I'm like no <laughs> like what <laughs> you've been you've been like the fucking life of the party all night and you're not drinking I was like no I've, I've, I've been drinking water like have you know have you seen me have a drink and they're like, okay yeah actually I haven't and it's yeah. people are so shocked but it also at the same time you, you know you, you can if you don't lead with it and go, I'm not drinking, then you can very, very easily kind of just pick up the vibe and then surprise people with it later. So I know a lot of people are kind of shook to, because um, they don't want the, the, the pressure of people going, oh, what do you mean you're not drinking? Have a drink, have a drink. If you just go to a pub, buy a non-alcoholic beer, put it in a glass yeah. and have five of them with your pals, I guarantee no one even notices because they're too drunk and, 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 you know, self kind of self-aware of, the, of them or, or, or unaware of everything that <laughs> that they won't even realize you're not drinking yeah and I think also sometimes people feel a bit like judged if you come straight out going oh no I don't drink yeah um they, they see they, a little mirror on themselves yeah they get, get their back up a little bit whereas if you just don't make a big deal of it and just don't do it and then later kind of say oh yeah no I've not been drinking it may yeah. probably make them think a bit more and they go oh well like they're having a really nice time maybe yeah. maybe I don't need to drink as much because again, and this comes full circle back to the kind of branding thing that like uh, the the advertising of it that the the words and the ideas that we have regarding alcohol make us not even think about it. You're just like, yeah. but that's just what I do. This yeah. is how our society works because this is what we've been told is normal to drink at every occasion. Every it's, there's always an ex- there's always an excuse. It's sunny yeah. beers in the park. It's a festival. It's I mean, I and and that is a big trigger for me. And I think when I get out of here, there are this like social cues, social circumstances where you're like, mm. oh, but like, this makes me want a beer. Like you know, like yeah. you say when you come back from a day of wood chopping. <laughs> <laughs> every, every other day, really. <laughs> every that's just a day in the life of Angus. Um, <laughs> you you want you want that, and what like what could you have instead? Like you mm. say, yeah, not alcohol-free beer or like a nice treat because you're not. It's not a water or a smoothie or yeah, a, a fried egg. You know, it could it, be or it a sit down. It could yeah, be it shouldn't feel like you're you're losing something. It's not yeah. about like I'm taking this away from myself and I'm not allowed no, no. it because I think that makes it challenging. It's like, well, what what else could I have? Yeah. What, also, it's what? it's kind of the opposite. It's you know, you're not quitting drinking. You're going sober. Yeah. Which I, I'm, that that's why kind of most of the hashtags associated with with the um. The Instagram account there, let's talk sobriety is let it go sober. It's not yeah. quit drinking because I think that's negative language and it's 
I don't want it to. I don't think it should be viewed as you're missing out on something. Yeah. Because it's you're not. You're 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 kind of, you're you're putting that one part away, and you're opening up the rest of your life for for kind of, you know, as you said, you you're you're noticing the little things. You're, um, you're you're spending more quality time with friends. You're feeling better. You're looking better. You're you're just yeah. everything is <laughs> everything is is accent um accentuated. Exactly, and I think actually when I was thinking about this um, yesterday, I was thinking it's not necessarily about the fact that I was feeling bad in my body, like that bad. It was more that I wanted to feel better, and I think it's the same. It's not about looking and being like, oh, I'm a bad person for drinking, but going like, actually, how could I feel better or be like more good in my body and framing it in in a different terminology and different way, um, context that that feels really, really positive. Um, Yeah. I have noticed the one thing I have noticed since I've stopped drinking is my um, addiction. Not my well, I guess it's an addiction to sugar because alcohol is full of sugar, obviously. Yeah. Um, since I've stopped drinking, I ha- I'm eating so much chocolate. <laughs> Me <laughs> like, too. I, I don't eat chocolate. I never <laughs> have eaten chocolate. I'm not a sweet yeah. tooth. Like I'm always savoury. I'd always have starter rather than a pudding. And I've gone mad for cakes and chocolate and anything that's sweet since I stopped drinking. Mm. And I was like, wow, that just shows how much alcohol, how much alcohol there is in sugar, how much sugar there is in alcohol. Um, And I think that, again, is a part of the addiction in society and stuff. And then they're like, here, have more sugar. Um, And that's bad. That's really bad. (laughs) Sugar is not good. (laughs) Bex, I would like to, as you know, I kind of put... A little bit about you on um, on our page and ask people to ask specific questions mm-hmm. um, and we had quite a few responses so these are quite we don't have a huge amount of time so if we can keep it quite brief with these but um, I think you've kind of covered do you see yourself being sober for the rest of your life yeah um, you, you've kind of but you've covered it in a way where you you in your head you're telling yourself you're not going to be sober for the rest of your life but do you see your? Do you think you will drink again? I think I'll drink again. I don't see. I I don't think that I will never drink again. I think mm. I would be unrealistic to say that. But I'm also open to the fact that I might not. Like, yeah. that's the thing for me, and this is about framing it not too dogmatically. Um, and just going, I don't want to drink right now. I'm very. I live in. I'm a very in the present person. I can't cool. think future. So. Yes, I think I'll drink again, but I also might not. <laughs> There's cool. a very non-answer question. Non-answer. <laughs> answer, I'm sorry. Thank you. Yeah. Um. Uh. Next question. Are you still able to go out with your mates while they are drinking? You've definitely answered that one. Yeah, I definitely um, would be able to. I'd good. enjoy it. Yeah, me too. I love it. Actually, yeah. I really do enjoy it because then, I, I I enjoy the looks I get and and kind of I enjoy telling people who don't know I don't drink that I don't drink mm. but after you know at the end of a night out yeah I haven't yeah. drank at all they're like wow crazy yeah, yeah. Um, doing well. this, is a cool, this is a cool question did you notice the difference in the amount that you dream my dream did you notice a difference in the amount that you dream yeah that is a good question I dream a lot more but there is this weird uh thing with lockdown that there's lockdown like these dreams, dream, yeah. lockdown dreams i i i my dreams are in i i always dream a lot i have an incredibly vivid imagination and like i've always dreamt 
crazy dreams my whole life and people are like what Bex you dream the most mad things but um (laughs) since I've stopped drinking I'm definitely sleeping better um and therefore I'm dreaming more yes I would say my dreams have got more and uh, what are the biggest changes you've seen to your yoga practice since going sober oh my gosh my yoga practice has developed insane amounts because I'm stronger I'm more focused I'm aware of my body um I think with yoga it's when you're doing your practice it's all about noticing the different muscles and what's working and and basically committing to every pose that you're in yeah and when you're a little bit hungover or like feeling a bit like blur because you've had a heavy weekend the weekend before and it's midweek or whatever that commitment to each pose that like real push pull and grounding and lifting is is so difficult to do because you just don't have the same motivation in your body um so by not drinking i have really really developed my practice i would say that is one of the biggest pros that's come from this amazing and Mm. do you think you would have had a different lockdown if you were still drinking yes a hundred percent so um I mean, my lockdown has been so productive. I have done, I'm doing a nutrition course. I am teaching loads of yoga. I'm doing lots of yoga. I'm running. I'm getting out each day and walking. And I've got loads of time because I'm getting up at 7.30 in the morning and I'm like nailing the day. Big up to um, the early risers. Yes. Love an early <laughs> rise. Such an early bird. Um, if I was drinking, I would be going to bed late. I would not be getting up in the morning I wouldn't have the time to do all of this stuff I would be doing a lot less exercise I would probably be eating less healthy like my whole lockdown has been well-being focused like that is everything my body is the best shape it's been in because I've been working really hard on it and if I was drinking there's just absolutely no way that that would be the case got a question about peer pressure and what are your thoughts on the peer pressure associated with drinking it makes me really quite cross. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> quite cross. Um, as I kind of touched upon earlier, I, I'm lucky that I'm really quite strong-minded as an individual yeah. and was able to go to uni and say, no, I'm not going to do shots and no, I'm not yeah. going to down my beer. It's um, a pretty cool stuff, story, to be honest. Yeah. I, don't think, I don't think many people can, can claim that. No, they they can't because people even if people are like oh no I don't like shots like this is the thing when I still obviously I have to keep doing it when I'm in new groups of people and I'm like no no I don't I don't do shots and people are like oh no but I hate shots too and I'm like no you don't you don't get it like I I like and I always use the same line I'm like if you want me to be sick feel shit and want to go home then make me do the shot but if you want Mm. me to just carry on having a nice time and be happily drunk then then don't make me do the shot and then they're like oh okay and like. You have to be really firm about it because yeah. people push you and push you. And they, it's because they don't really want to do it either. And they it's so the yeah, herd mentality. Yeah. And they're like, come on, do it with me. Like, I don't want to do it. And it's like, then why are you doing it? I just, yeah. but the, the problem is, yeah, it makes I, no n- not exactly, it makes no sense. And, but at the same time, herd, mental, herd mentality makes sense. And makes people, a lot of sense, yeah people just not thinking it's it's that mindlessness that goes with it it's just not the norm and by by having conversations about sobriety by talking about it and going you know it doesn't have to be that way you can have fun without drinking you can go out and just quite asking questions I think um will hopefully start to change that I mean 
uni is terrible for it. But yeah. I think people are going to start going to uni less, especially with everything that's happening at the moment and less funding. Yeah. And I think yeah, that yeah. there's, you know, it's not sustainable for however many people at the moment are going to university just to get drunk. Like so many people are just like, oh, I just go to uni because I want to have like, go to you know, I want to have fun. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Like I'm really edu- like I love learning, so I went to uni because I wanted to study. Obviously, I'm a real geek, Loser. but like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like you know. You have to be so firm in yourself to not get caught up in that kind of culture. Um, and I got caught up in a different kind of party culture rather than really... I was never really in the drinking culture in the same way that other people are, but yeah. um, it, it's, it's tough. It is tough, and I know it's hard for people, but I would just say, actually, people really respected me for saying no. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think that people did do really actually do respect people who are just like, you know what, I don't want to. Because yeah. it makes you your own person and it makes them question themselves. And if people Yeah, it's start almost saying, a bit like a like a power play. I've kind of wielded my sobriety as a bit of a bit of a chip like, you know, a bit of a chip on my shoulder. I'm a, I'm better than you because I don't drink. Not to that extent, but I know that people will try and look down on me for not drinking. So if you have in your head that actually you're you're you've got one up on everyone anyway because yeah. you don't drink and then you walk into a room and you 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 walk in like I'm I'm the fucking man yeah. I don't drink and then like, that's great. yeah that's... <laughs> you've gone sober like you've done something amazing that other people yeah. find it really hard to do and and like everyone should feel empowered enough to do it because that's yeah. what it is it's just it's that empowerment of going you know what I'm good enough I don't need alcohol to be better I don't need alcohol to have fun I've got all of that within me I was born this amazing individual with so much to offer and I do not need something to make me better mm. and that's really in reality it, it makes you worse <laughs> yeah it does it absolutely yeah. does the last so, question is from a mutual friend of ours <laughs> Fantastic. Um, I wonder I think who. You might, I think you might know who it is when I uh, say the question. Is. But it's, can wellness, so yoga, meditation, exercise, mindfulness, that, that kind of, you know, what, what you were talking about, um, and drinking coexist? And if so, what does that look like? So I was actually talking about this with her this week, which is why she's asking <laughs> So you me know who it is then. <laughs> <laughs> um... I to be honest with you Angus this is something that I have been really struggling with um I think uh, I don't know if they can really truly coexist um I think that to be well in yourself I mean I think they can coexist if you are able to just like have a small glass of wine with your dinner occasionally so like drinking without without the the effect of alcohol. Yeah, exactly. So if you just, just really drinking for the taste of wine, basically. Exactly, like wine's okay. delicious. If I think if you like <laughs> my mum, she has a small glass of wine with her dinner each night, and like she doesn't want to get drunk, she just enjoys the drinking of wine. Yeah. And I think that there is also something about being with friends and like having a bit of fun and being able to be relaxed and have a drink with friends. Like I I think that that actually is can be compatible with wellness. But I think for me, and the reason why I'm conflicted about it is because I I'm I am quite all or nothing, and yeah. when I have a drink, I can't stop, and that's that. Like I will just keep on drinking, and I'm like, oh, this is fun. Like I want more fun, and I try and have more and more, and actually, like it just makes it that's worse. And then, works, I, yeah. and then I <laughs> and then I feel unwell, uh, not physically, but like men- mentally. The next day, I often feel really unwell, um, anxious, and 
self-loathing and things like that because I'm like why couldn't I just stop after one why can't I just not drink yeah and then what's that's not compatible yeah what's You've wrong done with me it why again can't... yeah exactly exactly yeah. and I you beat yourself up um and I think that's the fine line to tread because it's not wrong to have a drink it's not bad to have a drink you shouldn't punish yourself like that's like eating uh you know going and having a mcdonald's like when i do it i'm like oh my god Bex, that's so bad you shouldn't have done that like it's so unhealthy you're gonna like but yeah. it's fine let, let you have to be able to let loose you can't be so strict about everything at all times um like it's it's not natural but i do think there is for me knowing myself as a person a question of is it possible to just have one or not because if it's not and this is why at the moment I'm just not drinking and I don't really plan to anytime soon because I just don't think I can have just the one um and I think that's when it comes to well-being the conflict um so I hope that answers the question it does (laughs) it does roundabout (laughs) it was it was a yeah meandering answer but uh, it got there in the end um, my answers always are I love, I love a chat <laughs> <laughs> so Bex um, that brings us nicely to the end of the Sober Diaries um, thank you for being our guest here um, thank you for having me anyone who's listening please check out our Instagram uh, it's at let's talk sobriety Bex would you like to throw yours in there as well for some inspo yeah, so my Instagram is Bex, that's Bex with an X, dot Landale, and that's land, <laughs> actually funny, ale, like the drink. <laughs> so. um, yeah, I've, I do some yoga stuff and write a bit about mental health, and um, sometimes I share really tasty vegan recipes, so great, great check it out. Food. It, yeah. is, it is honestly one to do. <laughs> Wicked. So, guys, thank you for listening. Um, We'll be back next week with a new guest and a new topic. Um, Until then, have a great week. Thank you for listening to Sober Diaries, hosted by me, Angus Reynolds. If you'd like to appear as a guest on the podcast and talk about your experiences, or you know someone who might, please do let us know. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Let's Talk Sobriety, or you can email us directly, letstalksobriety at gmail.com.